Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews, insights, project management, leadership trainings and lessons learned from the field of healthcare to improve the delivery of your projects and business performance. Hi and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host and my name is Tara Humphrey. In today's episode, I wanted to give you a quick guide to continuity planning. In this current environment, we've all dusted off our continuity plans. And if we haven't got one, we have quite recently written one to help us manage the crisis that we are currently in. And essentially, a continuity plan, or some of you might call them a contingency plan, is a plan to offer you advice and guidance on how to manage a major incident or crisis. And it is a document and a thought process and a framework to help you proactively manage the risks and issues and implications of these events. I used to work in the field of insurance and I volunteered to sit on their continuity planning um, board And we drew up continuity plans if there was a natural disaster, if there was a terrorist attack, if there there was a flood or a fire. And now I am in the field of primary care, in the field of healthcare, and we are executing and implementing the continuity plans to manage and tackle the coronavirus. So your continuity plan or your contingency plan essentially helping you to understand the what if and the implications of and how will you minimize or isolate or escalate a particular situation. Here is where you document your protocols and you build your action plans to manage this. And you're also, which is really key, especially in the field of healthcare where you've got multiple organizations and multiple systems involved, You need to really carefully understand and plan and have a channel of communication to the people that need to also be involved. So you're also asking who needs to be involved and at what point. And when you're asking yourself the question, what if and what is the implication of, the factors that you are taking into consideration are your workforce. What is the implication on your workforce? logistics, your supply chain. In the field of healthcare, it's a huge supply chain. I know on the news that you guys would have heard there is a lack of uh, personal protective equipment. There is a lack of supplies, there's a lack of sanitizer. So when your logistics department breaks down, it affects your stock supply. So you have to take all of that into consideration. Your finances. So regardless of what business you're in, the coronavirus will have had an impact on your business. It may mean that overnight your business has suddenly come to a halt or significantly slowed down, but you will have bills that you still need to pay. So what is the implication on your finances? The implication on your finances will direct your workforce. Do you have to make people redundant? Do you have to scale back your premises? Do you have to halt on a major launch that you were working on? Do you have to slow down your production? So you really have to think about your finances and the implication of that. Health and safety, you also have to think about that. What is safe for people to do? What is a safe, minimal, viable service that you will have to think about? 
You might have to think about your customers and communicating to them what is going to happen when and how and why. Obviously, in the field of healthcare, we've got our patients. So there is a big campaign asking patients to stay at home and the NHS and the government clearly articulating why and why is how we're supposed to do that and why it's so important. One thing that I'm personally working on is helping practices to work remotely. So there is a IT piece and a systems piece and data sharing and interoperability. So you've got to look at your IT. What is the impact on your IT? Do you need additional laptops? Do you need additional licenses? When people are working at home, what are you going to do if people can't log on to the system because it's being overloaded because now everybody's working from home? I've touched on premises, I've touched on stock. Um, You also have to take into consideration national and local guidance. So in the field of healthcare, some directives come from on high and some are local. You need to make sure the messages are consistent. You also have to think about timescales and time zones, depending where you are, if you've got international clients. I've mentioned your minimal viable service requirements. So in the worst case scenario or in the safest case scenario, what is your minimal viable service? You also have to think about your reputation depending on what the crisis is. So I've just listed out the factors that you will need to consider. And then kind of the next stage is, is what would you do? What would it look like if you had a minimum disruption? How do you get back on track? What if you had a mild disruption to your service or business? What would a moderate disruption look like? And what would a severe disruption look like? In the UK at the moment, in the NHS at the moment, it is a severe disruption to patient care and to how we look after our staff. And when you're working through these scenarios, it is a collaborative effort. And one of the things I'm kind of learning is that it's the balance between making short term decisions that are going to support you in the long term. Okay, and this brings me on to kind of the tough decisions as leaders in difficult times, we will need to make tough decisions in order to protect our businesses, our services, our patients in the long run. That may mean job losses, that may mean scaling back production, that may mean paying employees while they cannot work. And these decisions should be made taking into account your continuity planning and life after the crisis. There will be a life after the crisis. So you have to think you don't necessarily get rid of all your workforce, you are going to need them. So what is your minimal viable service? And how are you going to communicate that to your stakeholders, your clients, whoever that may be? Okay, so it is, there are tough decisions to be made, but they are in service of the long term vision and to help you get out of this crisis as quickly and as safely as possible. I next wanted to talk about communication and as a leader, communication is is always key. You need it, but even more so in a crisis. We need timely, frequent and clear messaging with the use of appropriate language. We don't want to scare people. We don't want to be so vague. We don't want to be too directive. You you know your community. You know your audience. And you just need to, before you press send, before you circulate your communication, get a few people to check it, okay? And also in that communication, be honest around, be clear on what you do know 
and what you don't know and what you are working on. And the message is, especially if you're working in multiple organisations, they need to be consistent. Otherwise, it's confusing. People will speculate, people will guess, and everyone will get themselves into a tiz. And if you're part of the leadership team, all eyes are going to be on you and they're going to be angry eyes. Okay, people want certainty. So as if you are in a leadership position, even though you are leading in uncertain times, what can you give to your community to if you can, alleviate any fears. And then my final thought I wanted to share with you is that if you are working across multiple organisations or you've got really big departments, you want to have some key operating principles. And for example, I'm working with clients where they're sharing staff, but there is an agreement that they're not going to, you know, cross charge. You know, the key operating principle is that we want to protect as many patients and as many of our staff as possible and we will do whatever it takes egos are left at the door financial decisions are left at the door we just will all muck in and put everything in it that we've got so you decide your key operating principles especially if you're working with multiple organizations the second final thought is the continuity plan is the responsibility of more than one person. It is a group effort. It's not just one person. If you're quite a small business, get another member of your team. You need to sense check some of the decisions that you are going to make or use your business coach. Just don't do it by yourself. The next thing I would encourage you is to have a backup plan to your backup plan. Okay, so it's ne- don't just hang everything on one plan because then things change. It's like, oh no, what are we going to do? Have a backup plan to your backup plan. I would encourage you to communicate daily. So with my clients, we're building a repository of key information so it can be easily accessible. We use a lot of WhatsApp and then obviously you get a hundred more messages and you can't find that key document that somebody shared. So building that repository, um, which is easily accessible to either your colleagues, your partners, um, your clients customers, whoever is appropriate for you. Work collaboratively. It's a team effort, it's a joint effort. You're going to need the minds and expertise of many. Know that your best laid plans may go awry and that's okay. We've never had a crisis like we've had before. So you're not going to plan, you're not going to have this beautiful plan. It's not all going to go according to plan. But when things do go off kilter, keep calm, keep a cool head, regroup, assess and create a new plan small tests of change we'll try this we'll reassess we'll try it this is working we'll try that oh it's not working let's pivot let's change that's okay that is okay think both short term and long term okay and that's what we're doing in THC we're a small business I'm making decisions in the short term which will hopefully serve us in the long term also say give confidence to your employees. One of the things we've done in THC is that for our permanent members of staff, I have communicated them multiple times. Your job is safe. Okay. I do not want to lose you. I value you. Your job is safe. And that's really, really important. If you can give certainty, give it. Once your crisis is over and everything kind of slowly starts to go back, Review your continuity plan. You will need this again. Something will happen in your business. You may have a flood. There may be a terrorist attack. You may have a significant event in your business. So when you're not in crisis mode, plan for your crisis. Review your continuity plan. Think about what worked in this crisis, what didn't work, and that will enhance your planning for the future. 
So there is my quick guide to continuity planning. I hope that it is helpful. We do offer a free strategy call. So if you've got your continuity plan or you're creating one and you just want to talk it through and you want a little bit of advice, please contact me at admin at thcprimarycare.uk and we will set up a call to work through that with you, okay? And I've also written this podcast up as a blog. If you also go over and visit www.thcprimarycare.co.uk, you will find it on our blog as well. Stay safe. I hope you are well and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, we would love it if you left us an iTunes review or if you comment, like and share it on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. So the Business of Healthcare podcast is being brought to you by THC Primary Care. We are a project management company specialising in the development of primary care networks, GP federations and training hubs. If you need support or you are looking for advice on how to progress one of your initiatives, please drop us an email so I can arrange a call with you so we can discuss this further. Our email is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk. We've been helping primary care networks with their development plans, helping them to make the most of their network meetings, sharing training resources. We've had questions like what do we include in a project plan? We have implemented network-based contracts across GP federations. We also support the day-to-day operational management of training hubs and have also got experience in setting them up from scratch. If we can't help you, we definitely know some people who will be able to help you, so please do get in touch. And that's just to remind you, our email address is admin at thc primarycare.co.uk or come and find us on www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. And in the meantime, please tune in to the next episode of the Business of Healthcare podcast.